You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody, and it is an open forum Wednesday. Just wrapped up a show over on YouTube with Jerry Reynolds, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Ryan in Sacktown, and uh, you can check it out by going to my YouTube channel if you don't like that. Also, tonight, right after the Kings Cavaliers game, I'll be on YouTube Live, and we'll have a post-game show. All right, want to hear from you. It's Open Forum Wednesday. Uh, good news for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen is uh, day-to-day. You know, there was some real concern there that he might be lost for perhaps the season. He's got a right elbow injury. He did not practice today. Uh, Chris Mortensen of ESPN said that he's dealing with a right elbow injury, uh, which, you know, again, when you hear elbow, you think Tommy John. And his status still for Sunday against Minnesota is uncertain. All right? So we'll see. Uh, He has not thrown the ball since Sunday. Uh, Again, he was not practicing earlier today. And he got hurt, you know, at the end of the game. You saw him holding his elbow, shaking his arm. And, you know, after he was hit, I think, what, two plays later, uh, he threw a pass that, according to the stats, went 69.3 yards in the air, which is pretty freaking amazing when you think about that. But we'll see. So at least I think, based on what I'm hearing and what you're hearing, Uh, The news is encouraging. All right. It's encouraging. Now, he has not been playing well. Now, if you go back to the second half against Green Bay, he's got zero touchdowns and four interceptions and completed less than 48% of his passes. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, If he can't play, Keith Keenum will be the quarterback uh, against Minnesota. So that's an update right there. All right. Uh, NBA, as I said, Kings and Cavs tonight. Will be on right after the game. Uh, Dallas is playing in Orlando. Portland is at Charlotte. Indiana hosts Denver. Uh, Utah travels to Atlanta. Detroit's at Boston. The Knicks and Brooklyn play in Brooklyn. Houston is at Toronto. New Orleans is at Chicago. Uh, you got Phoenix in Minnesota. Milwaukee's at Oklahoma City. Spurs host the Grizzlies. Clippers and Lakers. The Clippers are the home team. And again, the Kings and the Cavaliers. So we'll be on right after the game. You know, you talk about Cleveland, they're good. You know, they're really good. And this would be a signature win for the Kings, which they need. Cleveland's 8-2, and and Cavaliers are coming off a loss. This is a team that is led by Donovan Mitchell's 31.2 points per game. He's having an incredible season. And, you know, for Sacramento, they're at home, which has not been very kind to them. 
and they cannot afford to fall too much further back in the standings. All right. Just can't. You know, I know it's still early, but not not that early. And what I mean by that, you can't just you get, these games are going to be hard to make up. You're 13th right now in the Western Conference, 13th in the Western Conference. So uh, the Kings are four and a half point underdogs uh, tonight. Last five games for the Cavaliers, they beat the Knicks 121 and 108. They beat the Celtics in overtime 114 and 113. They won in Motown 112 to 88. They won at the Lakers 114 and 100. And then they lost 119 to 117 uh, to the Clippers. All right. Kings, meanwhile, three and two in their last five. And speaking of the last five, tonight is their second five. After going one and four in their first five, they can go three and two in the second five, which would be a big improvement. So I always like to, you know, as I said, I always like to judge teams in five-game increments. So here we are. And if the Kings could win tonight, that's a very good five games. Very good. If you go three and two, very good. So big game tonight for Sacramento because of the position that they have put themselves in. And when you look at Sacramento, again, you just got back from a a four-game road trip, right? And then after tonight, you got to go and play the Lakers, and they're not very good. Then you come home and take on Golden State, and they have they haven't won a road game this year, right? So you, you could get on a little bit of a roll here. Then you got Brooklyn and San Antonio. Speaking of Brooklyn, Jock Vaughn, who I know and have the utmost respect for him, he's just a class, great guy. Uh, he's one of Scott Pollard's best friends. Uh, they were both uh, respectively best man in their we- each wedding. Uh, I've hung out with Jock Vaughn. I've had great conversations with Jock Vaughn. He's a great guy, and I'm very happy for him. I think he should have gotten the job initially, uh, but the Nets, obviously, on the heels of Kyrie Irving, there's no way that they could go out and hire uh, Ime Udoka. So Vaughn is the, the new head coach for the Nets, and I think that's a very good hire. And Brooklyn is in Sacramento coming up on Tuesday night. So after tonight, your next five or are at the Lakers, home Golden State, home Brooklyn, home San Antonio, home Detroit. So you got a chance to really get right. You got a chance to get very healthy right now before you hit the road again. And that road trip coming up is brutal. At Memphis, at Atlanta, at Boston. Oh, and then welcome home. You got the Phoenix Suns. And then you got Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hill coming in at the end of November. All right. Then look at this stretch. At the Clippers, home Chicago, at Milwaukee, at Cleveland, at the Knicks, at Philadelphia, at Toronto, at Detroit. Better start winning some basketball games right now. Better start winning some games. Better start winning some games. All right. I want to hear from you. It's open forum Wednesday. You can hit me up. I'll put you on and we can get it rolling right here. If you can also want to talk fantasy football, we'll do our fantasy football roundtable. It's up to you. As soon as I get a question on fantasy football, then, or excuse me, fantasy yeah, fantasy football. Got my brain wrapped around too many things right now. You want to do some fantasy football talk. The first one to initiate it, then I'll open up and we'll get others on uh, and we will do that. NFL schedule uh, coming up this week uh, begins tomorrow night. And you have Atlanta at Carolina. Then you have Seattle traveling to Tampa. That game's in Germany, Munich. So I should, but, but Tampa's the home team. 
Uh, you got the, by the way, I think that's an awful trip for Seattle. That's terrible. Awful. That's brutal. You got the Bills and the Vikings in Buffalo. Don't know about Josh Allen. Lions are at the Bears. Denver's at Tennessee. Jacksonville is at Kansas City. The Dolphins host the Browns. Giants coming off their bye week are home against Houston. New Orleans travels to Pittsburgh. Colts and Raiders in Vegas. Dallas is at Green Bay. Rams host the Cardinals. Niners and Chargers off their buys at home. On Sunday Night Football, the Niners are the in the Levi Stadium. And you have Washington at Philadelphia on Monday night. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls right here, and we roll along with Connor. Hey, Connor, how are you today? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? So I just wanted to talk about the Kings a little bit, and then we can start talking fantasy. Yep. So I think this game tonight is you need games from Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, and Davion Mitchell, which they haven't really – I don't think all three of them have had a good game in the same game yet this year. All right. So what do you think uh, – You, you, I like when you give me a key or two to the game. So – you let me ask you, do you think with five minutes left to go, this game is tight tonight? I do. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I lost you for a second because I was changing devices, but you said Murray. Who was the other key to the game tonight? Murray, okay. Barnes, and gotcha. Mitchell. All right. You want to do some fantasy football? You got any questions? Sure. Yeah, I need a running back between A.J. Dillon and James Robinson since Joe Mixon's off this week. All right, so uh, Dillon and Robinson, let's get people on. Let me get uh, people on the stage. We got Jeff that's joining us. Jeff, I'll get to you in a second. Uh, Let's get to uh, Cody. He's going to jump on to join us here on the roundtable. And uh, when others raise their hand, I'll put them on. Cody, welcome to the show, Cody. It's good to hear from you, Jeff. Good to hear from you. Uh, Jeff, let's start with you. What do you think to Connor's question? Jeff? All right, Cody, we'll get to you. Go ahead, Cody. Okay. Um, I, I would play James Robinson over A.J. Dillon. It, it sounds like uh, Aaron Jones, he he's, he's might might be able to play this week. And A.J. Dillon has been so ineffective that I, I have him on a bunch of teams, and I, I can't even play him. He's horrible out there. He doesn't know what to do. He can't hit the hole. I would play uh, James Robinson. Hopefully he takes Brees Hall's touches away. All right, Jeff. Yeah. I'm are you with, with me, you. buddy? I was, I was going the same way. I have uh, Robinson would be a good play. I don't have him, but I think that's a good play. Okay. Let's get Waggus on here. Waggus, thanks for joining us here on our fantasy football roundtable here. Waggus, good to talk to you, man. What do you think about Connor's question? Um, I just got on. So if you can repeat it, please one time. Connor, can you repeat it, please? Yeah, I need to start either A.J. Dillon or James Robinson at running back. James Robinson. Okay, well, all right. Jeff, you got any fantasy football questions this week? Yes. Do I start Tom Brady or Herbert at quarterback? What do you think, Cody? Tom Brady or Justin Herbert? Uh, (laughs) 
I don't I don't like Herbert going against the 49ers. So I, I might go with Tom Brady versus the Seahawks in this one. All right. What do you All think, Waggus? Right. What do you think? Yeah, I don't like Herbert going against the Niners because of the great D. So uh, I would go with Brady. And plus, Brady's kind of coming off a good game, so might carry over. Yeah, I'm with you on that. What do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think, uh, Connor? Or excuse me. Yeah, go ahead, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with. I'd go with Tom Brady. I'm in in the same boat. I have Herbert and Stafford. He's in concussion protocol, so. I'm really not looking forward to Herbert against the Niners, but I kind of got to start. Not only that, Keenan Allen's still dealing with his hamstring, and I think that's such a a, a deficit for Herbert in that offense. So I don't Me personally, I'm going with Toe. Uh, you know, everybody's going to the game wants to see Tom Brady play, so I'm I would pick Brady too. All right, uh, Cody. Do you have any questions? Um, okay, uh, I got Melvin Gordon running back versus Tennessee, or uh, Jalen Warren, the Steelers' backup running back versus the Saints. Uh, Melvin Gordon. All right, uh, Waggus. What do you think? Pretty good defense. Okay. Okay, Connor, which way would you go there? Melvin Gordon. I've never even heard of the other guys. So. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? I'd go with Melvin Gordon. Okay, there we go. All right, good uh, good questions. Uh, I wouldn't, we might just do a short roundtable today unless anybody else has another question. Anything else? I'm good. No, I, I'm good. All right, buddy, you got a bad connection, Jeff, so I'll put you back in the audience. Waggus, Cody, Connor, you all good? Yes. Yeah, um, J- Jalen Warren. He's yeah. he's gonna probably take over for Najee Harris in the upcoming weeks because Najee Harris is so ineffective. He doesn't know how to run the ball anymore. But maybe you'll be hearing about Jalen Warren coming up. All right, we'll keep an eye on that for the future, Cody. Thanks, buddy. Sure. Appreciate you. All right, little quick roundtable there. If you want to come on the show today, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, and we will put you right on. But as far as Herbert, I mean, you know, again, one of the best receivers in football can't get on the field. And, you know, when you talk about Herbert's production, I think that has a lot to do with it. I mean, just look at the look at the quarterbacks that have lost their top receivers and it has impacted them. How could it not? So, you know, he, again, he didn't practice today. And you, as you said, you're going against the 49ers defense coming off, you know, a bye too. All right, let's get back to Jeff right here on Listen App. Hey, Jeff, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you. So it looks like uh, the Nets didn't go with that coach from the Celtics, huh? Nope. They went with Ume. Uh, they didn't go with Ime Yudoka. They went with Jock Vaughn. And I think Jock Vaughn should have been the coach originally. Um, I didn't understand why they waited so long. The players love Jock Vaughn. He's been there for years. He's also a good coach. So I, I think it's a very good move. I think it's a really good move by the Nets to hire Vaughn. I think he'll be able to at least keep that team, which is nothing but a bunch of head cases, um, you know, playing maybe uh, up to their level. We'll find out they're in Sacramento coming up uh, in a couple of days, but you know, you look at Brooklyn right now and they're in a hole too at four and seven. They got to start, they started, they got to start picking things up. 
All right. If the Lakers lose tonight, they'll be in dead last behind the Kings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who would they'll ever, be at. Uh, who would ever? Yeah. Thunk, who would ever thunk that? <laughs> yeah, well, they're behind the Kings right now at two and eight. Uh, the Kings are three and six. But if they lose, yeah, they'll be right there with the uh, Houston Rockets. So you're right. Who would have thought that? I mean, oh, I know there were people that didn't think the Lakers would make the playoffs, but I don't think anybody thought they'd only have, you know, two wins in their first, what, 10 or 11 games. Well, the way Malik, Malik Monk is playing for the Kings, they, they uh, he would sure look good on the Lakers, wouldn't he? Well, I don't know. He was on the Lakers last year, wasn't he? Yeah, and he did pretty well with them. He didn't do that. Yeah, but they bad. didn't win. With, they, my, I know, but my point is that they, they didn't yeah, win. They, yeah. Well, no, I, I know what you're saying. I know and also, if you were a betting man, would you ever bet that the Packers would lose five straight? They're on the verge of losing six straight with uh, Aaron Rodgers. And you think they sit Rodgers? And uh, you know, and the, if they if there's no way they're going to make the playoffs, do you think it's advantageous to sit Rodgers so he doesn't get hurt? Only, nope. Only if he wants to sit down. There's no way in the world, in my opinion, they're going to sit down. Aaron Rodgers, unless he says, yep, go play the young kid, get him some experience. But I don't see that happening, Jeff. I would be really, really surprised. I'd be surprised. Okay. All right, Grant, look forward to hearing you tonight. Let's uh, have a good game, and uh, I hope you break uh, 200 listeners tonight. You're well over 100. Well yeah. over 100. Well, I had, a couple, I had a couple thousand on Periscope. Hey, let me ask you a question. You brought it. You brought to my yeah. attention the story of the twenty-year-old uh, uh, in the Bruins organization. So after the phone call yesterday, uh, I did some more reading up on this. Okay, because I wasn't I wasn't fully educated on the whole story. I I knew a little bit about, it, but I went. You know, it's really unfortunate. It really is what? so unfortunate that in this country, okay, you have the commissioner of the National Hockey League, Gary Bettman, that basically says he'll never play in the National Hockey League because of an incident of bullying a disabled black person when they were 14, all right, and did use the N-word. So, I mean, we're not excusing that. So I, I, I just right. want to know, in my audience right now, how many people listening can say honestly that they were perfect as a teenager and never did anything oh. that they wish they could take back, all right? All yeah. right, so, so you brought up a very good point yesterday. And after reading more to the story, I think it is appalling that he is being blackballed from playing professional hockey because of an incident of bullying that happened when he was 14 years old. You made a good point yesterday about Deshaun Watson, all right? What, what is wrong with our society? All right, we, we, and we're talking about other players that are playing pro sports that have been convicted of domestic violence, have been uh, uh, driving under the influence on multiple times. No problem. They get right back on the court or on the field. But because of a bullying incident at age 14, he's now not allowed to uh, play in the National Hockey League. What the hell is wrong with this world? Uh, I'm telling you, back in when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, uh, the word the word fag and retard was used all the time. Now it's bad. I would, you know, you can't use that. I, but you know, but if someone was to bring that up about me, how many times I, I said those words, I, I would I would be sent to hell. Hey, you know, I call myself a retard. I call myself a retard 
all the time. And I do it out loud. I do it around my friends. I do it around the golf course. And if people have, a, no, really, I mean that. I do it all the time. And you know what? I don't even think twice about it. And I don't really, you know, I understand that it's uh, uh, socially and politically incorrect right now, but I don't care when I'm on the golf course with my friends. I call myself a retard every single time I play. And, you know, people understand where I'm coming from. I don't mean any harm to anybody. I think we're just too damn oversensitive in our society with what we can say, what we can't say. The rules change all the time. I mean, you know, and I, I understand what you're saying. You and I are the same generation. You know, we can't compare 2022 yeah. to the 60s. I mean, everything's different. We get that. But 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 again, I go back to how many people listening right now were perfect in their teenage years? How many people listening right now did not do anything stupid in their teenage years? I personally did stupid things. And I can tell you that all of my friends did stupid things. And I can also tell you that my own children did stupid things. And that's part of growing up. All right. It's part of becoming an adult. It's part of learning from stupid things and then you don't make the same mistake twice so this this kid did you know again an egregious act of bullying when he was 14 we we acknowledge that he acknowledged that his family has acknowledged that everyone's acknowledged that and and he paid his debt because he was convicted of it that's correct and he had to do a lot of community service and everything Uh, we we allowed michael vick to go spend two years in a federal prison gets out and resumes his career. He paid his debt to society, no problem. But now we're not gonna let a 14 year old who was bullying a disabled black person to play in the National Hockey League. It's shameful. It's it, And Gary, Gary Bettman should be ashamed of himself for making the comments that he did. He ought to be ashamed of himself. I'm telling you, Grant, wokeness and the council crowd wasn't even around when that kid was 14. I mean. You know, it, it it all goes to his upbringing and everything else that was around him. So now he's learned, hey. you know, and, and he's learned, he's taken responsibility. I mean, everybody deserves a second chance. You, of all people, deserve a goddamn second chance. I mean, well, you know. Okay, so so I want to I bring something to your attention because you may know this, you may not. I think you just got on Twitter recently, right? Yes. Okay, so... Uh, you're a diehard Giants fan, San Francisco Giants fan. What was the name of the player in 2014? Yeah. Was it Michael Morse that had um, – okay. He put out a yeah. tweet yesterday, and his tweet was very simple. Congratulations at DeSantis, okay, for winning the election in Florida. Yeah. When you get a minute, mm-hmm. I want you to look at him on Twitter, his timeline, and I want you to look at all the comments. Okay, ninety over ninety percent of the comments said they're done with him. What the hell's wrong with him? That he's no longer going to be uh, viewed as a giant anymore, and go to hell and blah blah blah. And I was just looking at that, and I'm thinking that right there is a microcosm of what is wrong with our society. So here we are on so here we are on Open Forum Wednesday. My Open Forum Wednesday is, I'll tell you right now, it will be a long day in hell before I ever have a friend in my life based on their political affiliation. In other words, I have a lot of friends that are Democrats. I have a lot of friends that are staunch Republicans. They're still my friends, even though politically I may disagree with them. They're still my friends. I still love them. We still hang out. We still golf. We still socialize. Some are Trump lovers. Some hate Trump. Some love Joe Biden. Some hate Joe Biden. I don't care. You're entitled to your opinion. 
It doesn't change my view of you because of your political affiliation. Uh, amen to that, Grant. I mean, c- civility is gone. Nobody can just compromise anymore. It's my way or the highway. It's just, you know, it's just everybody's dug in. And and, and I'm telling you. Hey, it's, and it's, I'll tell you, and I, live in, hey, and, I live in, and I live in Florida, okay? And uh, just for the record, I did not vote in the midterms. I sat it out. I did not vote. Um, people say, well, you know, you, it's your duty to vote. No, it's my right to vote. And it's also my right not to vote. But I will say this. I love living in Florida and I love the way the governor has run the state personally. Most of the people that I have met in Florida, okay, many of whom, as I've been very transparent on this show, are people of color. Most of my friends here in Florida are black. They all love DeSantis. They right. all voted for him. They all they they like they like yep. living in Florida. So, you know, for those that want to rip DeSantis, he won the election fair and square. Okay. He won by a pretty much a landslide. The state of Florida loves him. And so you can't go on Twitter and say congratulations to DeSantis, who, by the way, by the way, might be the president in two years. Okay. So keep that in mind right now. But so, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, the state that he governs, the people love him in Florida. They love him. They absolutely love him. He won in Miami Dade County. That hasn't happened. Thank him. I mean, correct. Jesus. Correct. I mean, you I mean he's got his wife's a cancer survivor. He's got three kids. I mean, he's a family man. I mean, the, so and he's a veteran. Yeah, he's a veteran. And, yeah. And, you know, and he stood up to the culture. He kept the state open, kept the people working. He bucked us. He, yep. He's not a Trumper, you know, and, 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 you know, so I, I don't understand it, but you know, I don't either. But go, go look at it. Go look at Michael Morse's uh, timeline and look at the comments, and you are going to get infuriated. Well, I really, well, I will, but I'm not surprised because where the San Francisco Giants fans come from, but from San Francisco, which is theirs, I'm not surprised. Well, not all the fans are from San Francisco, well, but I understand. Well, hey, listen, you know, I wanted to bring that to you. Yeah, I know. I wanted to bring that to your attention, though. Well, I appreciate it. You know, you know my story. My brother, he's he's gay, and uh, we've had our ups and downs, and he's totally democratic, totally liberal. But I love him to death. You know, we still talk. So, I mean, if people can still get along, e- even if, like you said, their politics are different. You you can still love somebody. You can still respect somebody, and that's the deal. You should respect somebody that we're all human. We are all, God made us all different and we're all come from the same way, have the same blood, but we have different opinions. I mean, wouldn't it be a boring world if everybody walked, talked and did the same thing? I mean, if every athlete, if every Uh, athlete uh, had the same uh, degree of athleticism, wouldn't it be a boring world? I tell you, I had a friend from my first wife who was a flight attendant for American. And she got to know my dad very well. And my dad was extremely liberal, very democratic, and she was a staunch Republican. And when she used to fly from San Francisco to New York and have a layover, she would meet my dad for lunch. And they would talk for hours about (laughs) politics and their beliefs and why they feel the way they do. She loved my dad. And when my dad passed, she flew to New York and attended the service and was very distraught. She said, I love your father so much. I will miss our talks. We were on opposite sides of the world, but we could talk for hours. And at the end, we hugged each other and said, I love you. 
and we'll see you when I come back to New York in two weeks and they would do it all over again. Why can't people do that well, anymore? I don't understand that. Well, I, I, I know the answer is because there's no respect anymore. Kids aren't raised with respect. Yep. Athletes have, I can't say everyone. I can't say like you have always told me. You can't. But I understand. The lack of respect <laughs> and the entitled mentality of everybody that they're entitled and they have no respect for elders. I mean, when we were raised, I always called my parent, uh, my friend's parents by Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. and Mrs. Thank you. Always said thank you yep. when I spent the night. Thank you for dinner. Never, never, you know, disparaging comments. Even listen to the other parents. Nowadays, kids, they hardly listen to their parents or even if their friend's parents tell them something, they basically say, F you, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my mom or dad. That's the deal. That's what we're living in. There you go. Great point. Thank uh, you, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Take care. I could not believe that when I saw Michael Morris's tweet, and I, I, I don't, and I don't, I don't follow him. It just popped up on Twitter, and I'm like, well, let me see what the, uh, the, the comments are, and I was just like, oh my god, so sad, so freaking sad. All right, let's get to uh, Ryan right here on Listen Up. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Grant. Um, let's pump the brakes for a second about kids not being raised with respect. I, I think it's a more accurate statement to say not all kids are being raised with respect. My son, correct. if we see somebody That's in uniform, correct. we go up and we shake their hand. When we go to Starbucks, we buy the drink for the person behind us like once a week to say, hey, this is a random act of kindness. You don't even know that person. They don't know us. We're going to make their day. When we're at the grocery store, hey, good for you. thank you. Good for you. When we're at the grocery store and there's somebody elderly shopping, we return their cart for them, okay? And he's learning these things. So, sure, there's parents that are not teaching some of those things, but going back to what you were talking about, yep. why we can't get along. I am so glad that you shared that conversation about your dad and the flight attendant that was a friend of your ex-wife because they were able to have a healthy conversation. And that is what we cannot have now. There is no healthy conversations because both sides are always trying to play games with words and turn the other person to their side. And if that doesn't work out, then fireworks explode and you know, everybody's got a phone in their hand. Yep. Everything yep. starts with a Hey, I'm going to stop you for yeah. a second. I, I'm a, and, and Jeff knows this, and Jeff's listening right now, and he'll know what I'm saying. Jeff has a bad habit of talking in absolutes, and I've corrected him, and he, he you, you and I, I, I use the term stereotype with Jeff. And Jeff actually, I think, has gotten better with that, and he even said, well, not everybody. You know, he so he, he he's learning. I think we have to be very careful when we make comments as you said, some, all right, not all, you know, just like Jeff makes comments sometimes about any, he tries to put all athletes, no, not all athletes, some athletes. So I'm glad you said that. And and I, I have the utmost respect for Jeff, like you met him at my function that we had uh, at the restaurant. And so Jeff knows that that's a bad habit of his and he, he's, where, he's aware of that. And I think that, again, we always try to educate and I, and I think Jeff would appreciate this that you, you need to be careful when you make comments, blanket statements of absolutes. It's not everyone, it's some people. And I'm glad you brought that to the attention 
because it, it, there are a lot of parents that do phenomenal jobs raising their children, phenomenal jobs. And then there are others, as you said, who but you got a mom and dad that are both working. They're gone. They're not with their kids as much as they would like to be. Their kids are, you know, on computers or on cell phones. And, you know, maybe they're getting influenced the wrong way. And, you know, I mean, we live in a different society now than when I was growing up and when Jeff was growing up. And we get that. We acknowledge that. But you've got to be careful when you're talking absolute. So I'm glad you I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And Jeff, I, I'm, I wasn't trying to get on you by any means. I, I do absolute times. <clears throat> Excuse me, Chef Boyardee was eating too much pepper. You know, the rest <laughs> no of the problem. Um, you know, I do it sometimes too. It's just, you know, I just feel like it's a microcosm of the problems that we have. Um, you know, I, you know I, I always go back to this. It, there's good people and there's bad people. There's good white people. There's bad white people. There's good black people. There's bad black people. There's good Asians. They're bad Asians. People are people. There are good people. There are bad people. Okay. I mean, I don't know why that's so hard. To uh, comprehend, I don't know why it's uh, wrong to you know call a black person a bad person. Well, you know there are bad people in all walks of life, all religions, all races. You know there are bad kids, there are good kids, there are bad adults, there are good adults. You know I, I, we're, we just we we, we got to stop with this nonsense. And I'm glad you brought that up. I mean there, there's a lot of good in this world. There are a lot of people that do a lot of good things, and uh, they should be acknowledged for that. You know. Absolutely. And Grant, um, I'm with you. I did not vote yesterday. And I did it for one reason. It wasn't me taking a knee against my civic duty or, you know, it's it's you're supposed to vote. You have that privilege. It's how far out are we from Uvalde, Texas? And when was the last time we heard anything about Uvalde and gun reform? Just whether background checks, anything. And so now it's just waiting for another tragedy to happen, go through another week of mourning, and we just fall into the same system because we continue electing the same. And I say we as a nation, we continue electing people that have been in office for a very long time that are very far deep in with some of the lobbies that technically have control of that seat. So... um, well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm in the same. You and I are thinking alike. And you and I, by the way, just to be transparent, we have never talked about this. No, okay? we have not. I have, I, 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 I and, and, and I understand that I'm glad that most people don't feel the way I do. So I'm acknowledging that I'm glad that most people don't, don't uh, do what I do. I've almost given up. I've almost given up on our country from a political perspective. I personally don't think it matters anymore who our elected officials are because there are too many politicians that all they care about is their own agenda. They don't want to do what's right. They don't want to do what they know they need to do because it goes against their own personal agenda and everything that comes along with that. I mean, I'm, I'm following the the Senate and the house and all, all it is, it's a game. It's red against blue. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. It's red versus blue and it's blue versus red. And if you have more blue, then the blue's going to win than if you have more red. And it doesn't matter. You're not going to get red to ever go along with something that the blue wants because, oh, no, you can't. Oh, no. You know, there's there's such little bipartisanship now that I, as a 63-year-old man in America, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel. And I don't think, and again, I'm glad most people don't feel the way I do. I'm speaking from my point of view. I don't think it matters anymore. I think our country is so screwed up, so politically off the rails 
that it makes absolutely no difference who I vote for. And that and I know that's a horrible attitude, but that's where I'm at right now. I can't blame you, Grant. You know, I, I <laughs> the one thing that I go back to, um, you know, I, I, I see hope. I mean, obviously, I'm in a little bit of a younger generation. And, you know, the hope is some of these and I don't want I don't wish harm against any of our senators or elected officials, but nope. they are getting older and older. So, um, you know, we need fresh blood. We need fresh, we need blood. fresh blood. Exactly. We need new leadership in this country. We need new leadership. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I spent a, a, some time, not a lot of time watching some of the debates, the political debates leading up to the election. And then I, I, I got disgusted and I turned it off. It was embarrassing to me. It's embarrassing to me that the youth of our country, our adolescents and our young students are watching how our politicians are acting on national TV or local TV. It's embarrassing to me. I mean, that's how you want your politicians acting. The disrespect that they have to one another on a stage in a debate. I mean, it's it's awful. It's all it's it's embarrassing. We've seen it in the last couple of polit- uh, presidential debates. It's embarrassing. Where, where, where when did being disrespectful to everyone become, you know, the norm now, you know, and people blame it on Trump. It started before Trump. And I know he's uh, influenced a lot of that, but it was it's yeah. been going on for too long. I don't I don't get the disrespect. I That's the part that has turned me off. Probably, Ryan, more than anything is the disrespect that our politicians have for one another. Yep. And you know the ironic part, Grant? A decent amount of them after the debate are having a beer together in a private room and getting along just fine. It, it, it's yep. all a show. And I, I was going to say, um, you know, when you hear this stuff, oh, you know, they work across the aisle. Like, to me, that's the biggest slap in the face because – just like you said, now you're either red or blue. It's team red versus team blue. That should not be a positive. That should be a given because we're us. It's us. You know? Yes. So, Correct. Yep. USA is spelled yep. US, us. So, um, yeah. Yep. Damn. I went, I, went on, I went online today and there was a, a map of the United States with all the states. And the colors were superimposed and they were coming up. So it started with run red state and then the map filled in with red and it filled in with blue. And I'm watching that and I'm like, we're a divided country, man. You know, I mean, it's uh, now that that's how people look at our country. They don't look at it as we are the United States of America. No, 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 no. We're either a red state or we're a blue state. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's just mind boggling. And listen, if I had voted, I don't have any problem. I would have voted for DeSantis if I was voting. I would have voted for Ron DeSantis, and I don't care whether people want to stop following me or whatever. I enjoy being a resident of Florida the last couple of years. I enjoy the way the state's being run. No, I don't love everything about DeSantis. No, I'm not going to say he's 100% great, but I I like a lot of the things that he's done as governor. I, I should be allowed to say that without being canceled. Well, I've already been canceled, but I, I should be able to say that without people uh, being venomous and hateful on social media. If I put out on Twitter... Congratulations, Ron DeSantis. I would have been killed the way that Michael Morse was killed on his Twitter. Well, it shouldn't be like that. I, I have a right as an American to vote for who I want to vote for. And if you don't like my vote, that's fine. But be respectful that I have a choice as an American citizen to vote for whom I want. And you should not just 
throw me down the toilet because I voted for someone that you didn't vote for. I don't understand that mentality. I'll never understand that. Well, Grant, just just remember, if you're holding a device in your hand, you don't, and you're typing something out that's going to go public, you don't have the First Amendment anymore. You don't have the right to well, say whatever. You're talking to someone that knows that. Yeah. I, I, all lives matter, every single one. You're talking to an expert in that department. Yeah. So. All right, brother. I'm going right, to let buddy. you go. I'll Good see call. you later tonight. Okay. Look forward to it. All right. Again. I'm an expert in that. All lives matter, every single one. So we'll see. You know what? I, I think I'm going to have uh, my final say in a court of law, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to that. All right, let's get to uh, Preston right here on Listen App. Hey, Preston, how are you today? Preston, hit your – there we go. Hey, Grant. Preston. Good. Hi, Grant. Um, hey, I Preston. Just, I just have something to add to your uh, conversation here. Um there's just, I just feel like there's just a lot of hurting people in our country. Um, and I think I've, what I've noticed about people as I've gone through different things in life is that we do things to other people that we wouldn't want to be to us. And it's hard for us human beings to uh, be in spirit to could affect someone else. Um, Preston, you seem like you have a great call, but I, I you're breaking up too much for me to be able to understand what you're saying. So I really appreciate your call. I wish we had a better connection because I wish I could hear from you. You seem like you had really good uh, input, but I could not. Your, your connection was too bad. Um, but the word is respect. You know, it, it does come down to respect and disrespect. There's just respect is, is a word. In our country, there's not enough respect anymore. And our, our, the, the, our politicians who we vote for need to get in the front of the line. They need to get in the front of the line. Okay? They need to get in the front of the line. There are too many politicians that just do not know the word respect. It's out the window. And I understand that politics is a, I get it, okay? I get it. I understand that it's, it's, it's a big time game. It's a big time thing. I understand that there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot to it. And I, I understand it's important. But I've always felt when I hear an opponent, excuse me, when I hear a politician ripping the shred, shreds his opponent, that turns me off so much. Don't tell me what the other guy can't do. Tell me what you can do. I don't really care what the other guy can and cannot do. I'll, I'll figure that out on my own. Tell me what you can do. Why should I vote for you? What is it about you? What is it about your political aspirations, your ideas, your beliefs? What about what you're promising me? What can you do for me and my community? What can you do to make my community better? All right. What can you do to help the area that I live, that I'm voting in? Don't rip the hell out of your opponent. You know, and, and I, I just it's unbelievable to me. It really is. All right. So this open forum Wednesday. 
I knew it the day after the election, I knew this was going to come up, but I started it. So I, I have to, and again, it's okay to talk about this once in a while, but I, I when I saw the Michael Morse tweet and it, the reaction, I was just so turned off. I was like, what's wrong with people? Seriously. There are people that actually now want to forget what he did for the Giants. And what was that? 2014? Really? Because he voted for Ron DeSantis. Unbelievable. All right, let's see if we got a better connection with Preston, because I would love to hear what he was saying. Preston, let's give it another try, buddy. Go ahead. Can you hear me better, Grant? Oh, much better. So go ahead. Start from the beginning with what you were saying. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just feel like there's just a lot of hurting people uh, in our country. And I, what I've noticed about people as I've gone through different things in life is that we do things to other people that we wouldn't want to be done to us. Um, and it's hard for us as human beings to um, consider how if a situation could affect someone else. And <clears throat> it's just like, we, we just lack empathy for people. Um, would you, do you, would you see the same there? Or, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So yep. That's all I had. To, 100%. That's all I had. To, I Thanks buddy. And I appreciate you coming back on. Cause I really wanted to hear what you had to say. Good stuff right there. All right. Hey, tonight after the game, I will be on YouTube live Kings post game Kings Cavaliers post game show. That's going to be coming on. I, I, I set the time for nine 15. It, it may be nine 20. It may be nine 22, nine 23. But if you turn on the stream at nine 15, I'll have a logo up and you'll know that we're starting soon. So that's going to be tonight following the Kings and the Cavs. Thank you very much, everyone. Appreciate your support. Have a great day. Bye-bye.